everyone. Welcome to Her Take. My name is Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. A while back, we had an idea to start a podcast. So we thought, why not? We came together to create a space where we could openly share, learn, and grow with each other as we navigate life after college and in the realm of adulthood. Every week, we'll be sitting down to check in with each other and reflect on what's been on our minds. Any topic, big or small, meaningful or not so much, we'll be sharing our take. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. joining us for another episode, episode eight. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you're listening to this. We hope you're well or doing what you need to do to get well. We have a special episode for you today. We were chatting off pod and realized we have lots of thoughts on dating as little baby millennials and what it means to be in a relationship with another person and with yourself in this life phase. So we're going to get into that whole rant discussion later in the episode. Mm. But first, it's time for our weekly check-in where we check in with each other after our busy weeks. And we encourage you to do the same with yourself or your friends or whatever at this time or after listening to the podcast um, because it's good to just reflect every once in a while and check in on your friends even when you think they don't need to be checked in on. So Jackie, do you want to get us started this week with your check-in? Yeah, definitely. Hello everyone. Um, Yeah, it was a good week, a busy week, but I went apple picking and pumpkin picking yesterday. So it was very fall, it was very basic, it was great. Mm. Beautiful, crisp fall day and I got two enormous pumpkins. (laughs) One of my pumpkins was 30 pounds. It was ridiculous oh my god Um, amazing (laughs) and we we got apples and everything and it was just a nice day the the only problem was there was when we were in the apple orchard and the pumpkin patch the crowds were fine I think just because the place is so huge you don't notice how many people are there but we were down by their sort of market slash store that they have and that's where they sell Mm -hmm. apple cider donuts apple cider donuts and the lines were so long that I, I just, that it must have been a 25 minute wait for donuts. And I was like, I can't wait this long for a donut. So I didn't get apple cider donuts. So I'm going to have to go to Stu Leonard's or something Tragic. and buy apple cider donuts because they, they do make them there fresh. So it, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I was looking forward to. Um, yeah. It didn't happen. I mean, you yeah. could have waited 25 minutes, but <sighs> I had already waited whatever. 25 minutes for food in line right. and then right, another, right. you know, I couldn't do the whole afternoon. Just, it is just such a crucial line. part of I the know. experience, though. I know. Mm. I know. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, well, we're lucky that we have Stu Leonard's close by, which has fresh donuts mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so I'll just have to go there. I'll make the sacrifice and go buy donuts. Um, yeah. And I just want to share that we did get lunch while we were there, and we got burgers, and my mom got a, a burger as well. And she's very sensitive about meat if it's not completely well done my parents eat Mm. like dry well done steak because that's how they like it it's kind of bizarre to me 
Um, Mm -hmm. So it wasn't totally well done. So she didn't eat it. So she took it home with her and she had already cut it in half and she just had put it in a container. Just, you know, those um, open containers that don't have a a cover on them. And she just put a napkin on top. We put it in a tote bag and we took it home. And I brought it inside. Mm. We were unpacking the car, unpacking the pumpkins, the apples, everything. And we were bringing things in in phases. And I brought in the tote bag that I didn't realize had the burger in it. But I put it on the floor standing up. And I went outside to get the Mm. pumpkins and the apples. And when I came back inside... I turned my back for a second and Lola, my dog, had half of the hamburger in her mouth. She knocked, she, pull, she pulled down the tote bag, knocked it over and pulled down and took out the burger. And it was, it was a very big Genius. hamburger. It was like a thick patty and like a very large like piece of bread. And she had mm. it in her mouth and I screamed and she dropped it and she had already had it in her mouth. So we just gave her the meat. But I was opening the bag, looking for the other half of the burger, and it was gone. She had already eaten the first half and then got the second half. She didn't leave a crumb. She didn't make a noise. And she had eaten almost the whole burger. And I was astonished. She's never done that before. Kind of amazing. It's, she's 11, and she's never done that before until now. So I'm not really sure what happened. We feed her. <laughs> but <laughs> So <laughs> just wanted to share. Um, but yeah, it was a good week. <laughs> amazing. Oh, <Lord>. Yeah. <laughs> Jen, what about you? Anything going on with you this week? Sure. So I had kind of like a weird week. Um So we had a career day all day on Thursday at work, which is actually pretty nice. Um, So nobody worked. We just went to all these like workshops and sessions. I thought it was Mm going to be dumb, but it ended up being much better than I expected. (laughs) But because of that, I wasn't allowed to go into the office on Wednesday or Friday because they took our desks and rearranged everything. And I normally Mm -hmm. work from home on Fridays anyway, but having to work home on Wednesday too was kind of weird. And I also had, like, my first one-on-one with my manager. So Oh, my God, I, so did I this week. Yeah, and it was good. He's very chill. But the project that I'm working on is kind of, like, slowing down right now. And we need to rely mm-hmm. on other people outside of our team to get the rest of it done. So until we meet with them, there's not that much to do in the meantime. So mm-hmm. I felt like my manager knew this, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm in my one-on-one with him, I'm like, I'm going to take initiative so I say to him, like, other than the project that I'm working on, is there another project I can help up, help out on, even if it's just in a small way? And then he was like, do you not feel like you have enough work? And now he's kind of, like, treating me like a baby and checking in on me all the time. And he said to me hmm. on Friday, I just want to make sure you don't feel lost. And I'm like, I don't feel lost at all. I just hmm. don't have that much to do. So I wanted to see if there was anything else I can do. So I'm hmm. kind of annoyed about that, and I feel like he misunderstood me. So yeah, we'll I don't, see. It doesn't. Yeah. Sorry. It Go doesn't ahead. sound like you asked the question in a way that would suggest that. Like it sounds right. like you asked the question in a way that was like, I am held up because of other parts of the project that need to get completed first. Mm-hmm. And. I would like to do something productive with my time. I don't think that sounds like you're being like, I don't know what to do. Like, right. I feel like that it's kind of odd that he interpreted that in that way. I agree. This is your manager who's, he's new as well, right? 
Right. He's been a manager for maybe six months max. Mm. So we'll, well see. maybe if he suggests that again, you could be like, that wasn't my intention with that question. Just so we're on the same page. I just wanted to make sure I'm as helpful to the team as possible. Right. Uh, but it's not that I'm lost, you know. Right. There's I just think not you could that much reiterate you could do. your... Yeah, you can mm. reiterate your intention um, mm. just to make it perfectly clear. Exactly. Because that is a little like, come on, dude. Yeah, and the project that I'm on has been kind of weird because, so there's four people, including my manager on the project, who's not really working on it. He's just overseeing it. One of the people is now out on vacation, and then this other woman on my team just kind of doesn't do the work. So I end up doing most of the work, which is pretty annoying because I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, I just need additional input into how to do things. And I can't do this by myself. So mm-hmm. I'm just feeling a little frustrated because I'm doing all the work. And I don't mind doing the work. It's just I need additional opinions and additional perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. And even with what I'm working on now, it's like I can only work on this one thing so much. Like, how many times can I redo the same slide? I can't mm-hmm. keep working on this. So... Yeah, that's been kind of like a weird week in that sense. But other than that, I've had like a pretty good weekend, Um, went out to happy hour with some work friends and ended up staying super late and like drinking quite a lot, which is fine. (laughs) And then um, Friday, I didn't go to the Yankee game, but we went to the bars near Yankee Stadium with some friends. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Pretty chill. And I had um, some guy got me four White Claws. And I don't know how that happened. He was like a 50-year-old man. Some guy got you? Yeah, I was standing at the bar and then... No, well, I went to the bar to go get a drink. And then he started talking to me. And I was like, okay, you don't have to buy me a drink. And he's like, no, just take it. And then he's like, wow, you came here by yourself? And I'm like, no, I'm with my friends. So I pointed over to my friends. And he goes, okay, well, why don't you get all of them drinks too? And he just paid for four White Claws. Okay, so. that's fine. <laughs> I didn't contest. <laughs> that was Thanks, sir. weird, but I accepted them. And then I went out to dinner on Saturday with some of my other friends. And that was just pretty chill. We got dinner and then went to my friend's apartment and drank wine and watched Sex in the City. And it was mm. great. Mm, classic girls night right and today when we're recording this um after we record i'm going to um my cousin's son's christening and he's just such a little mush and i haven't seen my family members in a while so i'm excited to see them and see the little nuggets it'll be really fun so nice jen you have quite the social calendar truly i know i mean jen's always been the social one this is true (laughs) (laughs) John's always like, I have to do this, this, this. I'm like, good for you for having friends. I... <laughs> well, like I told you guys, I'm trying to do a better job, like reaching out to people mm-hmm. and asking them to hang out. So I did that on Friday um, and it worked out well. And then Saturday, somebody else asked me to hang out. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at asking people to hang out, but I'm, I'm still working on it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira, why don't you tell us about your week? So I, yeah, the beginning of my week was kind of crazy, not gonna lie, it was a little low for me, just some work stuff, and then <clears throat> I'd mentioned in last week's episode that I was moving, so I didn't get as much done with the move last weekend as I wanted, 
Um, so I had to deal with that after work Monday, Tuesday, which was a bit stressful. I definitely took for granted that every time I've moved in the past to school and stuff, I have more time off. I've never had to move mm. mid full-time job. So the whole process of finding the apartment and moving was kind of stressful. But mm-hmm. officially, everything is in the new apartment where it needs to be. Yesterday morning, my roommate and I got up early and we... Because I have no furniture. I just came over with like two suitcases. Uh, we scheduled some pickups. I found like a dresser on Facebook Marketplace and a headboard and nightstand and everything. Mm-hmm. And we found a couch from a friend of a friend that we wanted to take. So yesterday morning we rented a car and uh, went out and picked up all this furniture. We thought we had rented a minivan and it was like a mini minivan (laughs) and the couch almost didn't fit in the minivan or whatever, not a minivan, mini minivan. Um, And we had to literally, I still can't believe this worked. I was very much like, we're gonna get arrested. We can't do this. (laughs) The couch was like sticking out of the, Guys, I'm losing my voice. You both said before we started recording that your voices were like crackly and now mine is gone. I'm sorry. It keeps coming in and out. Bring the ASMR voice. (laughs) Yeah. Quick commercial break. Shout out to everyone who has commented that my voice sounds good for ASMR. I'm very flattered Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. when I listen back, I'm always like, ah. But some uh, people have been like, I have a very velvety voice so thanks i appreciate Uh, back to our regularly scheduled (laughs) program um (laughs) the couch would not fit in this mini minivan and the girl that was helping us move the couch she was like (laughs) she came out with no shoes on in this bathrobe and was like sorry i'm really hungover (laughs) and she was really trying to help us i appreciate it that she came out with the tape because I was like, we can't drive with the the trunk the open. trunk just open. Are we? Isn't that illegal? I'm pretty sure it's illegal. I don't know. I've seen I've it done before. Rules that I want to follow. No, I know people do it, but I'm I was just concerned. Um, so she came out with tape, and we literally taped the trunk closed. Oh my god! And I was like, hundred percent. This is not gonna hold. Mm. And it did. Wow. So we drove wow. across San Francisco with a taped trunk and our <laughs> new couch in it. Wow. Uh, so overall good, but I had no internet this week also because of some drama that our landlord didn't tell us all the steps we had to go through to set up internet, but whatever. Now we have internet. But I've been a bit detached from the world. It's been a little, you know... I talked about in the beginning, the first episode about my desire to do a digital detox. So I should be looking at it more positively, but I was more like, I don't know what to do with my time. (laughs) (laughs) I've been reading um, Margaret Atwood's Handmaid's Tale sequel, The Testaments, which is really good. I've been like flying through it, but I'm almost done with that. So I need a new book if I'm not going to have internet. But again, we have internet now. Um, Right. But I kept just delaying. I'm like, I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. I'm going to do anything because there's nothing to do at home. Mm. Also, I didn't have a dresser, so I couldn't really unpack. So I just felt like I was wasting my time here. But anyway, little mini digital detox. I I don't know what's going on in the world because I didn't have internet. That's not true (laughs) because I had internet at work. But 
Yeah. I'm just pretending like I've been stranded from the world for five days. And yeah. now I've, I'm back in the light. I'm back in the light. I love it. Well, it's funny that you mentioned the book because amongst our girlfriends, we had talked about potentially creating a book club since we're all trying to get back into reading. Oh, yeah. I think I mentioned it there. Yeah. So friends that listen to our podcast that are in this group chat, let's get on that. I got to start reading too. I've got Friends that are not in that group chat. Oh, yeah. Everybody. if you want to join our book club. Yeah. At the whole pod community. Let's legit start it. I Let's think make it happen. Because I want to read more, and I've just been really enjoying this book. It's so good. Um, and I want more book recommendations for books to read. So let's start her mm-hmm. take book club. I need motivation personally to read because I think I mentioned a while mm-hmm. back that I was going to try and finish Big Little Lies, which I still haven't done, and it's been six weeks probably. So I need some motivation. It's a while to, to finish books. I know. It's just more just I haven't picked it up very often. So mm. I need motivation. My dad always reads before going to bed. And so then my parents. And then to sleep. Yeah. So he it takes him like years to finish a book. Because <laughs> he can only read like a page at a time. Right. But I would always get him books for like any Father's Day, Christmas, any birthday, whatever. And I think he was eventually low-key like, you need to stop getting me books because I have so many books to read and it'll take me years to get through them all. Right. For me with books, it's I either take forever to finish them because I'm just mm-hmm. so not into it. So it takes me a long time to keep going back and reading or mm-hmm. I read them within three days and I don't put it down. Yeah. I read yeah, um... with this book. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I read The Deathly Hallows in 12 hours when it came out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Inspired. So, uh, yes. Those are the days. My friend Joanna, shout out to Joanna, talked about her all the time because she's like my favorite person. Um, oh. She's rereading all of Harry Potter and oh. it's making me want to reread Harry Potter. I kind of do too. Oh, that's just for, fun. Like, That'd be fun. fall vibes. Yeah for, yeah, for fun Halloween things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have a copy of The Sorcerer's Stone. I wish we were all in the same place and we could do like potluck book club. Yes. Where everybody brings. You guys can do it at home. It's fine. I'll FaceTime Well, in, no, Kira, you'll be here in, no- in November maybe. So, well, you will, will be, be here. I will be here in November. So, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll plan so something. So, our other friends. We'll do potluck uh, book club. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say about reading and how like if you like it, you can fly through. Reading the Testaments in the past few weeks because I read it on my commute it makes me not want to go to work because I don't want to stop reading I'm like I don't want to get off the bus because I want to keep reading think about the time I would have if I didn't have to go to work if I didn't have to stop reading my book that's not how the world works unfortunately transition into our things you should be freaking out this week 
We're just going to do a quick little dose of news this week. Uh, not our usual longer rants. Um, Jen, would you like to get us started on the things this week that you think we should be paying attention to in the news? Sure. Um, so I'll start us off. So one thing that came out very, very recently, um, for context, we're recording on a Sunday, this podcast. And this morning I went on Twitter to find something else for the podcast. And I saw that a second whistleblower came forward for the impeachment inquiry with uh, President Trump and the Ukrainian president. So not too many details on that right now, but that's just something we're going to have to keep an eye on going into this week. Um, Mm -hmm. Two other things I just wanted to briefly talk about was, one, Bernie was hospitalized this week. He was feeling some discomfort in his heart, and turns out he had a blocked artery, so they put stents in, and he's recovering. Mm -hmm. But uh, although I probably would not vote for Bernie for the 2020 election, I just love him. Like, you can't not love Bernie. So I'm glad that he's recovering. And... He has, um, yeah, sorry ahead. to interrupt, I just wanted to no, say okay. Bernie, he has, uh, I guess, canceled his um, rallies and campaign right. uh, scheduling mm-hmm. until further notice. So I guess hopefully, I did hear though that the surgery that he had was pretty simple and doesn't require too long of a recovery time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he'll be back on his feet and back on the campaign trail soon because we have debates coming up uh, or maybe just one debate I should stop pluralizing all debates Uh, we have a debate coming up I don't think this week but next week so hopefully he's back on that stage soon it should be interesting to see how this ultimately affects because I mean of course he's not Mm -hmm. a young guy it will be really interesting to see how his supporters and and how other you know undecided voters take the news Mm -hmm. because he did raise $25 $25 million in the most recent quarter, mm-hmm. which is more than any other candidate. So he's doing yeah, the wow. best in fundraising by Elizabeth Warren came in very close with about $24.5 million, but I think mm-hmm. Biden came in at $15 million. I think I'm not mis- uh, confusing that. Came in at $15 million for the most recent quarter, so in terms of fundraising. So I think it'll be interesting to see how... I'm sure his supporters... Bernie supporters are very loyal, I think. So I think his, right. you know, oh, his, yeah. his base is going to be, is going to stay strong, but it should be interesting to see how things play out with people that are undecided. Yeah. Um, It'll be right. interesting to see where those voters go yeah. if he does not continue in the race. Yeah. And also, I feel like age for Bernie hasn't been as much a, a part of the discussion as it has been for Biden, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I agree. Is kind of interesting because yeah, Bernie's older, right? Am I misremembering? Uh, but only by a few years. I'm not I totally sure. Was should I look it up? Bernie? Yeah, I'm looking it up right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe we should look it up. Or I was like, we can fact check that next week in the retake. Bernie's 78 <laughs> and Joe Biden is... 74, I think Joe is. He's like, 76. Uh, He's 76. 76. So okay, okay. not a oh, huge wow. age difference. Just Bernie a little older. older. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a legitimate concern. Yeah. A, that it he's is. older, but also that he's already Also, Trump is also issues. in his 70s. So. Yeah. Right. But Let Trump us not in, forget. He's in surprisingly good health. 
But I think I mean, Trump doesn't drink good health either. in quotation marks. Like, look at how he looks. He doesn't look particularly like the image of health. <laughs> okay, um, yes. I and mentally, he just, like, he's a little mentally, delusional. Yeah. But exactly. um, I mean, he doesn't drink physically Diet Coke all day, so it seems. Does he? Yeah, I don't really know why the attacks on uh, Joe about his age and not Trump, but whatever. I digress. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. Continue <laughs> no, that's with your okay. uh, news. <laughs> Um, no, that was a good discussion. But the second thing I just wanted to very briefly talk about was California recently passed a law mm-hmm. that is now allowing college athletes to sign endorsement and sponsorship deals, which mm-hmm. is a big deal because the NCAA yeah. is very against this because they feel that they need to have a like a more concrete distinction between college athletes mm. and pro athletes. However, mm-hmm. it's not uncommon for college athletes to drop out of college to sign with a pro baseball mm-hmm. team, pro football team, whatever it is, and then get those endorser- endorsement and sponsorship deals. So mm-hmm. I think it was pretty, I don't want to say radical, but for California to take that step when no other states are taking that step is pretty interesting because it does make California schools more attractive to athletes, which yeah. is something that the NCAA mm. is very against. Yeah, so the NCAA is saying that it makes it an uneven playing field for college recruitment, and that if California is going to sign this into law, they should have checked in with other states. And the NCAA mm. has also been just against this in general. So. Very interesting. Well, you know, what? However, complicated issue. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take effect until 2023. So a lot can change between okay. now and then. But yeah. something yeah. to keep in mind, because I think the freshman class is graduating in 2023, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. So we shall yeah. see. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, I mean, even if California is doing this because they want to make their schools more attractive, although I don't believe so, there is a lot of... Um, I think John Oliver even did a, an episode of like uh, of last week tonight about college athletes and how I think this is great that they've done this because there are a lot of college athletes that are living in poverty and cannot mm-hmm. afford meals because they have to go to school and to be an athlete at that school, especially if it's a D1 school, they are spending so much time practicing and playing that they don't have mm-hmm. time to have a part-time job. And ultimately what mm-hmm. happens is they can't afford where they're living. They don't have enough food to eat. So, and these schools are making money from these athletes that are working for free. I say working. Mm-hmm. They're, I know they're getting scholarships, but the scholarship doesn't cover, you know, all of their meals unless they have a meal plan for a certain amount right. of time but a lot of students don't don't have that for four years yeah. so a lot of students these college athletes are living in really poor conditions when schools are making a lot of money um from from their talent so they deserve to be able to have that because then they also may just have to drop out of school because they can't the yeah. this sort of mm-hmm. the lifestyle is not sustainable to Mm -hmm. just you know practice and play whatever sport they play all day and then also go to class it's not something that they can maintain it's not feasible so i think this is actually really great um yeah retweet to everything you just said i hadn't thought of that ulterior mm -hmm. motive Mm -hmm. that jen brought up i mean i'm sure that had to partly play into the ultimate decision 
like that had to come up but i think the initial intentions of giving money back to the students and the ones actually doing the work um college sports and just like football in general in particular in america is just kind of wild to me the amount of money that goes into that and so i do but i it's complicated to me because i do kind of agree that how do you distinguish between an amateur athlete and a professional athlete and if you're having if someone's accepting money for what they're doing then they're in my mind and i guess in the traditional definition of what a professional athlete is then they are considered a professional athlete so i kind of feel like the intentions of this new uh Sorry, I missed if it's like a bill or if it's a. Well, it's, I, I think, think it was signed law. into law. Oh, signed a law? Okay. Pretty um, sure. I think the intentions of this new law, I agree with, but I think maybe going about it in a way that was more restrictive on the part of the school programs accepting money and how that money is dispersed mm-hmm. amongst the school and the team and the. Um, amenities or what's made available to the athletes might have been a better way to go about it yeah because uh, i do feel if you're a sponsored athlete you're no longer an amateur that's true so uh i completely agree that how we treat athletes and where the money is going in athletics and college athletics is not okay and inappropriate and not fair mm. uh, and systematically wrong as per usual like a lot of money is in the hands of people who aren't doing the work so i do agree that a change needs to be made right um but i see what the argument for why maybe it wasn't the best way to go about yeah, the change no, that's very right true. yeah and i think Interesting stuff. One, yeah one of the main issues is the fact that only california currently has this law put into place mm-hmm. again not taking effect for another four years but what does that mean for other colleges that aren't in yeah. california that's then gonna pressure them to sign deals like this or laws like this um i do think it is a step in the right direction however i do understand that you're now making the college athlete recruiting playing field uneven so yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out in the next few years but um, that's pretty big news in the sports world and college world. Yeah, California just in the news a lot lately. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. can't get out. California and the government, they're just like, nonstop. <laughs> Make a reality show of this, the drama. <laughs> the drama. <laughs> Love it. Real Housewives of California's uh, legislation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jackie, do you have any news this week that you wanted to shed some light on i do i just uh briefly i was reading the new york times this morning and um unfortunately last night in kansas city there was a shooting at a bar um, last night being saturday night yeah sorry, sorry yeah Didn't saturday you? night i think or maybe it even happened sunday morning it might have been after midnight mm-hmm. um and f- uh, yeah so the first call came in at 1 a.m and four people were killed after someone walked into a bar and just started shooting um at random they're not sure um if maybe the people were targeted um because there seems to be maybe some oh. um, some indication that maybe it was targeted and not just a random you know 
you know, someone just going in and, and just shooting people at random. Um, but still, ultimately, four people died and a couple more were injured. Um, so that's just another shooting in the uh, Book of American shootings that have happened, not only this year, but just something we always need to stay aware of and stay on top of. And mm-hmm. shootings like this, mm-hmm. I, I suspect that this shooting is something that may not stay in the news for very long because unfortunately mm-hmm. in America to for a shooting to be in the news for more than two weeks you need to kill 20 people so this mm-hmm. but it, it's the unfortunate reality but the fact that you know it, it we still need to pay attention to it and it still mm-hmm. is just another another case of just the systemic violence that is happening in America. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to share that. Um, There aren't a ton of details. I don't know if they have the shooter in custody. I don't believe so. Um, But that Mm. happened last night, this morning. So, Yeah. I think you brought up an interesting point, Jackie, in the sense that this might not last in the news very long. Mm -hmm. And there has been... Yeah, I was thinking the same. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion and criticism over the way that news outlets cover Mm -hmm. um, shootings in America and how that might contribute to more shootings because Mm -hmm. oftentimes Mm -hmm. people that engage in this type of violence might do it to get attention towards themselves, like this notorious, infamous attention. Um... So I think it's interesting and something that news outlets should start training themselves in. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what the best way to go about reporting an incident like this is, but it's something I've thought about um, since we've had this horrible epidemic of gun violence in America within the past 10 years or so. But again, we've mentioned this before in our previous podcasts. Our government really just needs to start taking action so that this doesn't keep happening. It's happening too often, and I hate hearing about it. Yeah, well, I feel like the media discussion around it comes up every time because it is a kind of a wild idea that our attention span for these tragedies is so small. Mm. And I feel like every time it happens, we're like, this is the one, we're going to make change, and we have all this energy and action behind it, and then nothing comes of it. And even... I do it myself like I'm like we have to pay attention to these issues but then you get caught up in your own life and you have to move on and move forward and you're not directly well I do feel directly impacted but not in my immediate close relationships with people but I feel directly impacted in the sense of my um, level and feeling of safety around me Mm. is impacted but in terms of the lives lost, they're not present in my life in my life every day. So that's why it's kind of easier to be like sad for a few days and then move on. Um, right. So I don't. It's something to think about how we can change yeah. that uh, awareness of all the lives lost to keep them more present in our day to day. Yeah, the media involvement in it is, you know, a messy situation. I think we're not going to solve it today, but something, a conversation to continue to have. I mean, I think with the, in terms of the media involvement, you know, there's, it's complicated because how can it, how Mm -hmm. can the news and the media not report a mass shooting where people are killed when, you know, 22 people are killed in a Walmart? How can they not report that? And, you know, the people that died 
last night, this morning, you know, they deserve for people to, I don't I don't know if I'm going to put this correctly, but, you know, their deaths are not insignificant. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we, it all deserves to be reported. It, we, it all deserves awareness. I think something that I've thought about is, um, oftentimes the media will share a lot, the names and photos of the shooters. And I think mm-hmm. eliminating right. that, and I don't know, do you not, you need to report all the facts. So do you not report someone's name? I don't know because ultimately they did it right. And that, that is what they did and that's their act. And they carry, I don't know if they carry guilt, if they all carry guilt, they carry whatever they carry after doing that. So, but I think mm-hmm. maybe not right. showing their, their images or giving a lot of detail into yeah. their personal lives and whatever, right. you know, I think that's something that's important because I think when you start to share images of the shooters, that's how you get sort of like how we, be, how people that are, that, that may be inspired by them, that's how they sort of interpret like, oh, they're being, they're being glorified. They're being, look at them in right. the news. The, I, they want that. So I think, but I think even if you were, I'm sorry to interrupt, I think even if you didn't glamorize them Mm -hmm. and didn't, like if you're just talking about them because you have to talk about them, I think these crazy people who kill other people are into, and for lack of a better term, term, turned on by being in the news in whatever sense like not necessarily even in the more like glamorized Mm -hmm. notorious way I think any kind of discussion is going to kind of excite them and I think that that's probably partially why I don't even think it has to be like you, you think about the one that comes to mind for me at least is the Boston bomber he was on the cover of Rolling Stone um, which is insane. Like, mm. that's a whole other level of how could you possibly have done that. Right. Um, and I think after that situation, I think the media really tried to take a few steps back because that was so... That's very clearly glamorizing it. Right. Um, I feel like pictures maybe have to be shared when you're looking for somebody. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry I interrupted, but no, it's I just okay. I just—it's complicated. It's that not, I think, yeah, it's not, it is a complicated situation. There's no simple answer, right? Um, I think nobody does this in their right mind. So, figuring out how to better handle it, you kind of have to consider that yeah. they like the idea of being in the news, even if it's just you know their name. Yeah. Completely agreed. Also, I think you're back to those victims. It's easy to be desensitized to the numbers. So when you only see four, you're like, well, it was only four. Yeah. And that's just like the. It's still four too many. Time that we're living. It's still four too many, but I think that's part of the nature of the time we're living in and the desensitization. This is a hard word to say. Desensitization (laughs) Um, to victims. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Jackie. Yeah. Kira, do you want to get into anything that you're freaking out about in the news this week? I do. Um, (laughs) So I think a lot of people, you guys as well, have been following the news of the Harvard 
um, admissions discrimination case. Mm. This has been a case going on for the past five years um, where some Asian American students had sued Harvard for discriminating against them because they are Asian American. Um, We were kind of briefly discussing before we started recording this case because in my opinion, it's really complicated. I understand where these students are coming from. They feel that they were um, held to a higher standard because of their ethnicity and the stereotype and assumption that Asians are more intelligent. So they had to achieve greater uh, levels of success in order to get into Harvard. And they were basically um, complaining that Harvard was admitting other minority groups with lower test scores, lower grades, whatnot, um, over these students solely because of their race. In my opinion, I feel it's, so they were kind of asking uh, Harvard, not asking, sorry, it's a lawsuit. They're not being polite. They're not like, excuse me, Harvard. Um, they felt that race should not be considered in the admissions process. So that's why this is such a big deal because of the precedent it would set for affirmative action going forward in the future. In my opinion, this is a very difficult, complex topic, um, but also massively important because I do feel you have to consider race in your admissions process because the way our country works, a lot of minorities don't have the opportunities that white people have. So you have to consider race to open the door for these people so that they can then get that foot in and break out of the circle of whatever cycle their family history has been in that has prevented them from getting into these schools. Yeah. So the opportunities that we have had growing up in the town that we grew up in are not the same as somebody growing up in a lower income neighborhood who deserves to go to Harvard just as much, even if they don't have as high grades as somebody else. They're still excellent students. They just haven't had the educational opportunities that these other students have had growing up in higher income neighborhoods. Um, But I acknowledge that it's so complicated, all the different factors that go into the admissions process and all the different factors that determine uh, what makes one student uh, not better, but get in over another student. But at the end of the day, I think we all benefit when we're surrounded by a more diverse community. I don't know if you guys have anything to input here, but definitely a very interesting uh, decision that was made. Oh, I don't even think I (laughs) announced. Basically, the court ruled in Harvard's favor that Harvard um, is not discriminating against students um, in their admissions process or the race quotas that they are trying to meet are valid. So something that's been interesting is the fact that this case has been ongoing for a number of years, and my father and I have been um, following this for a while. So as part of this lawsuit, and this is on a bit of a tangent, so I'll try to keep it pretty concise. 
But as part of this lawsuit, Harvard had to reveal what their admissions process is. Now think about Mm. this. This is, if not the most selective school in the country to get into. Mm -hmm. So extremely interesting that they now had to have done this. So Mm -hmm. they, 50% of their students in their class follow ALDS is the acronym that they use. So A, athletes, L, legacy, (laughs) D is dean's list. So if you're on the dean's list, that means the dean of a college says, um, Jen Tomini should be admitted into Harvard. You get on the dean's list if your parents donate to the school. So that's interesting. And then S is staff. So over 50% of Harvard's classes compromise of people who are either athletes, legacy, on the dean's list, or their staff members or staff members' children. So that's something that I thought was pretty interesting. But that's a bit of a tangent. No, that's Um, fascinating. It's not surprising. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. It's crazy. I Um, mean, when the admission scandal of uh, Aunt Becky and all that came out, there were a lot of articles of uh, people who have worked at admissions offices, and they're like, you have no idea the level of BS that goes into what oh, of students we let in, you know? Of course. So fascinating, but disappointing, but not shocking, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to go back to the more affirmative action discussion, I agree with you, Kira. I think it's extremely important to consider race because studies have shown that having a racially diverse, um, gender diverse, uh, perspective diverse, um, groups of people is beneficial for the overall whole. There's so many studies mm-hmm. that show that. Um, and like you were saying, people who are coming from more impoverished areas, which is disproportionately minorities in the African-American community, etc., cetera, um, they deserve the opportunity to go to college and break that cycle. I do think that's important. Mm-hmm. However, something that was interesting here is this was especially towards Asian-American students. And the idea here was that Harvard was discriminating against them by high, um, by holding them to a much higher standard than, let's say, a Caucasian applicant mm-hmm. because of stereotypes. Yeah. So when you have these stereotypes that Asians should be much smarter and um, holding this model proto or stereotype, sorry, um, that yeah. Asian model minority, mm-hmm. model minority. That's the term I was looking for. Thank you, Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are held to this higher standard, it makes them it makes it harder for them to get into these prestigious schools like Harvard. And there was mm-hmm. supposedly evidence suggesting that um, that Harvard was systematically discriminating against Asian American applicants, saying that they were holding them to higher standards than other minorities. So I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. I don't know all of the details of this case, but I think it is interesting that the federal judge did rule in Harvard's favor mm-hmm. um, when there seems to have been evidence that they were discriminating against Asian Americans. So I don't know how I feel about this. I do think it's, it's really important. complicated. Yeah, I do think it's important to consider race in the admissions process. However, how do you go about this when you're holding, let's say, Asian American students to right. higher standards for academic success um, compared mm-hmm. to, uh, let's say, an African American applicant? So I don't know right. what the right answer yeah. is here. It's, again, very complex, but interesting nevertheless. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, her take, we're just always trying to solve the problems. Yeah. We don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I think usually when I hear this argument, it, it's coming from, or this complaint, it's coming from a white man. And I'm just like, ugh, like the oh, biggest yeah. eye roll of all time. And I just can't deal. So this is a bit of a different situation. Um, but yeah, the white man complaint, I'm just like, shut up. Like, this is, you're fine. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great topic to cover, Kira. I'm glad yeah. we talked about oh, this. Yeah. Thanks. Celebrity dating news this week. Yeah. A quick transition. Mm. Who wants to talk about Miley Cyrus? Yeah, I do think it's bizarre <laughs> that she's dating Cody Simpson. I I just thought that was weird. Although Miley Cyrus this year has been has made some questionable decisions, I think. So I don't know. I I don't really I don't care much for either of them. But, you know, they're just I just think it's weird. What what are your yeah. thoughts? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just heard about this, uh, my, well, I think it just came out, but someone had told me about it last night. And at first I was just like, whoa, like, chill, girl. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of been all over the place recently. But then I saw that she had made a comment that was like, guys can date all these women like at the same time and bounce yeah. around and move on quickly after breakups. But when I do it, I'm called names and shamed for it and then I was like you're right I'm sorry I should not have jumped to conclusions it just seemed kind of random like, yeah I just thought the yeah. pairing was weird where did Cody Simpson come from like what mm-hmm. does he do? I haven't heard about him yeah. since he was touring with Justin Bieber in 2012 or whatever oh, like d- is that what he just does suddenly like it- he's a singer he's a singer oh I genuinely he's from Australia. forgot I knew that what did you think I don't know. I just thought he was a teen bopper star. Like, I can't he was a teen remember. Bopper yeah. Star. yeah, but I just thought maybe he was in some bad movies or TV shows. I truly forgot he's he was a singer. No, he's a singer. Yeah, I can't even think of a song that he sung. Yeah, yeah. who knows? Yeah, it just seemed random, and I was like, oh, her type is Australian. <laughs> oh, good point. Um, Definitely a weird couple. Yeah. However, I do want to echo what you just said, Kira. Was that um, Miley Cyrus did come out? I think it was on Twitter to talk about how she feels like she's being slut-shamed by the media and it's uh it's really sexist for people to be doing this yeah. where a man who may have been in a relationship and moved on really quickly from girl to guy to whatever um may not be receiving the same criticism and something else she also said was i haven't really dated anybody but liam in the past 10 years so i'm still trying to Yo, figure it out too good point. so like yeah. don't make this awkward for me like i'm just trying to like get to know people and i think about that all the time it's like or these people dating it's like you know they're probably just trying to get to know each other they're hooking up whatever it might not be anything serious they might not be official and i feel like the media puts such a spotlight on it that oftentimes right. it could really ruin the potential for a relationship right. but mm. 
Let yeah, Miley do her. Like, yeah. Retweet. Let Miley be Miley. Mm-hmm. She's just figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to imagine. I don't know how old she was when they started dating, but they've been together for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. So that's like, and really formative years. So it has to be kind of a wild experience to no longer be with him and have to meet and see who you are without him. So, yeah. Agreed. Good job, Miley. Get it. A little random, but Get it, we're Miley. here for you. Yeah, we're happy for you. Um, but yeah, you think of all the people who like casually date uh, during like in our lives yeah. in this age, and then you think about doing that with like e news up your back door. Like, I can't imagine that does yeah. suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to consume less of that media so that they know that that's a. Uh, not something we're interested in, but we are interested in, so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lucrative business. Lucrative. Jackie, any other hot takes for this week? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just briefly want to share that uh, Claire Saffitz, our queen, um, made gourmet hot pockets True on Bon Appetit. On bon Appetit's uh, uh, YouTube channel, so just watch that. It's, a, it's probably a 40-minute video. It's just, I love to just sit down, watch that for a while, you know, light a candle mm-hmm. and just have a, a relaxing evening. Yes. I love Claire Saffitz. I just want to Thank share. Um, yeah, that's yeah. It. How much do you wish you had a gray streak in your uh, hair? Honestly, if like I kind of I, well, I do because I'm thinking about eventually when I start graying because I I also have black hair. I have super dark hair, so when I start to gray, right. you'll see it. So I would love yeah. to just have it kind of go that way where you have a, a very fashionable right. gray streak in the front and you just right. let the rest happen. Cause I, part of me, I don't know if I'm confident enough to do it, but I want to just let the gray be what it is. And, and I want to gray yeah. out and just let it grow out. So I, if, yeah, so I would want that. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> Elegant older women with silver hair. Oh, I think, I think it's it, has so to, pretty. it depends on the kind of gray. Yeah. Right. You know? Has but to if be you that, get that silver. Nice silvery. Oh my god, there's like nothing. Imagine you have better. silver hair when you're older, and then you dye it like a little lavender, so it's sort of silver lavender. Stop. Oh, that'd be so pretty. Ooh. You know I would. I'm like, that's so Kira. When you said that, Jackie, I was like, that's literally Kira in 50 years. Or even oh my gosh, a guys, gold too. I had so to. Pretty. Yeah. Oh. Mm. I had to submit like a picture of my passport for when we were applying for this apartment, and the landlord was like oh, you don't look like your passport photo. And I was like, oh, I had purple hair and I was a lot cooler. So that's probably why. Yeah, throwback <laughs> oh my to gosh. Kira's purple hair. You had, wow, you had every color hair, Kira, in high school. I had, yeah, I was really cool. Yeah. Um, what happened? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so cool. I don't know what happened. I really <laughs> aged. I don't um, Yeah, I had purple hair. I really liked the red hair. Yeah, the red hair. The red too. was cool. Yeah. I had purple hair twice. I went like purple, red. The red was kind of an ombre. Then yeah. I went back to brown for like graduation photos and stuff. Mm. And then I had the super beach, uh, beach, bleach blonde heading into college. And then I went back to purple temporarily. I remember that. Yeah. People on the tennis team freshman year would call me Violet because oh, that's kind of cute. Had the purple hair, and they didn't know my real name. Oh, mm. yeah, <laughs> Violet, you're turning Violet. I love that movie. <laughs> Maybe I'll bring it back one day. Yeah. 
Um, Jen, how about... I don't have hot takes because, again, I didn't have internet, so I don't really know what's been going on in the news. Yeah. So, Jen, fill me in on the other celeb couples. Um, yeah, I'll keep it brief, but this past week, Haley Baldwin and Justin Bieber got married, like, had their ceremony, like, a formal 2.0. wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... I honestly don't like Justin Bieber. I think he's extremely talented. He has an amazing voice. But as a person, mm-hmm. he just annoys me. Like, he just seems like a fuckboy. But um, they're a really hot couple. And their wedding pictures, I was like, oof. God, they're oof. so hot. So congrats to them. I think they're um, a very hot couple, too. Yeah. But on a sadder note, we have to say RIP to <laughs> Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette and Gigi Hadid. Apparently they're over because she is off in Paris modeling and he's moving to New York and mm. it just wasn't the right time. And RIP to Kylie forget. Jenner and Travis Scott, which is huge. Um, I guess he that was unfaithful huge. and she was having some Yo, troubles. I did not know that. Ugh. Yeah, I, there was Man. a rumor that had come out a few months ago that he was unfaithful and I think she's stuck with him, but I think she's had trouble trusting him since. So... Mm-hmm. They finally broke it off, um, which is kind of sad because they have been together for a while. And obviously they have Stormy, who is so cute. She is such a cute cute. baby. So cute. Yeah. And I think Kylie really wants to like settle down, have more children, which is crazy because she's 21 years old. (laughs) She's younger than us. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's younger than us. So, yeah. I mean, I very, guess we have a billion dollars the next thing to do is settle Yeah, I was going to say, she's had some different life experiences than yeah. we've had, yeah. so... Exactly. Um, there's also... It is a little crazy, though. Yeah, there was also a rumor that she briefly interacted with her ex, Tyga, who she was with for a few years um, following the breakup. So there's been some funny memes about that, but I don't really believe anything happened between them. I think maybe they just saw each other out, and yeah, that's it, so... R.I.P. Tyler and Gigi, R.I.P. Kylie and Travis, but congrats to Haley and Justin Bieber. (laughs) And that's my hot take. Uh, It's just like, I don't know why this is funny, but this is funny. It's just funny when I hear Jen say it. I'm not sure why it's so much funnier when she says it. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Congrats, Haley and Justin. We'll be sending our uh, sending our loving gifts. We got you a Vitamix. Yeah. <laughs> we got you a Vitamix." You're so welcome. We had to pool all of our money together to afford it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we saw it was on your registry, yeah. so we just wanted to get it for you. <laughs> they were registered Amazing. at Target. Um. Sending love to the Beavers. <laughs> oh, Target. That's hysterical. Yeah. We couldn't afford your West Elm registry, yeah, so, so we, we went with your, your Target. Amazon Prime registry. registry. Yeah. Yeah, they're not even on West Elm. They're definitely on, like, this is my Chanel yeah. registry. Do Saks do wedding registries? Probably. Probably, and they're definitely on it. Slash, they don't need our gifts. Whatever. I need a gold cutting board, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Platinum. Um, amazing. Yeah. All the highs and lows in celeb dating news. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to... Our topic of the week, which mm-hmm. is dating and all the other aspects that go into that. Um, we were kind of just having a little discussion on Insta culture and being so connected to other people's lives and stories and knowing what's going on in other people's lives and 
the level of comparison that comes along with that. And then also being so involved in people's major highlights. So you know who's dating who and who's engaged, who's having a baby, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think we all kind of, the three of us, have interesting perspectives on this. Um, I personally have never been in a serious relationship and at 23, I think that's a little shocking to some people. But for me, there's a lot that has gone into why that is. And I feel like a big part of it for me is I had to do the work on myself and take the time myself to get to a point where I'm really comfortable alone and I really don't need anybody. And now maybe it's gone a little too far and I'm like, I super don't need anybody. But I think in high school and those younger years where you're kind of struggling with confidence and figuring out who you are, I personally, for my own journey and um, for me to become who I am today, I had to take that time alone. Um, I think a lot of times we know a lot of people who feel the need to be in a relationship and I just don't have that anymore yeah um yeah I don't know if you guys have any input there's so many different directions this conversation can go yeah um but I think I think a lot of times because I'm 23 and haven't been in a serious relationship people feel bad and they're often like I'm so sorry like hopefully you find somebody soon and I'm like why like I'm good I don't want your pity I'm not saying I'm fine just so that you'll um not to make it seem like I'm not actually fine. Like, I am genuinely fine. I feel more bad for people who feel the need to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they don't want my pity either, but I'm just saying, like, why is it bad that I'm okay alone? Yeah, I can't echo that enough, Kira. I think anytime I had ended up in a relationship, and that's not to say I've been in that many. I've only really been in two but both times I was not looking for anything. Having mm-hmm. a guy in my life was such a low priority and it just mm-hmm. kind of happened. And both of those times I was at um, higher points in my life where I was really focused on friends and school and extracurriculars mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And boys were the last thing on my mind and it just happened. And something that I was talking about with my friends last night is we think that men can sense when women are really desperate to find a partner or find a guy in their life and they feel that they need a boyfriend or to be in a relationship to fill that void. And I think mm-hmm. it's really off-putting. I mean, it would be off-putting to me as a woman if a guy was like that too. So I don't think it's just exclusive to to like men feeling that this more desperate... I feel like desperate's a bad word, but... When yeah. people feel that they need to be in relationships to be happy, I think it's a turnoff for a lot of people. And mm. something my friends and I were talking about last night, yeah. and I don't really feel bad about talking about this because I don't think this girl listens to this podcast anyway, but um, <laughs> I have a close friend who is a known serial dater. She's all over dating apps and things like that, and she is known for jumping from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, and she hasn't really had a boyfriend in a while. And I feel like I can tell that she's been pretty down on herself lately. And she's Mm. told me, like, I've given up on the dating apps. I, like, 
I can tell that she's really defeated and there's a lot of other things going on in her life as well but I think not having a boyfriend has really been this void in her life and I honestly feel bad for her that she can't find happiness in other aspects of her life and she can't feel full without um, having a boyfriend because for me personally there's so many other things in my life right now that are so much more important than right being in a relationship yeah. and like that's what I'm focusing on right now like I'm just so happy like adjusting to work and living in the city yeah. and hanging out with my friends that I never feel like I need a guy to be in my life to be happy or to feel complete right yeah I feel bad being like oh I feel bad for you if your source of happiness is another person because mm. to each their own but I am like, I do feel it's really important, especially for women, but men as well, that you put in the work and take the time to figure out how you can... I Happiness is a choice. You have to work towards happiness. I don't... I think it's a right everybody deserves, but I don't think it's something that easily comes mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be happy, you have to work towards that. And I think it's a continuing journey for your entire life because circumstances change and what makes you happy changes and you're going to need to go through the ups and downs and continue to navigate that journey to be happy but at the end of the day it's you and only you so you need to figure out how you can be the source of happiness in your own life yeah and if somebody else can add to that and make you happier that's amazing like so lucky maybe I'm a little jealous sometimes like great for you oh yeah but if that's the only way you're getting your happiness I think that's when you need to do a little reflection and redirection in where you're heading yeah also in terms of guys not being attracted to girls who come across as really wanting to be in a relationship I think that there's two sides to that too because I also think that Again, maybe this is just me and I'm just too far the other way. (laughs) But I think it's a little unattractive sometimes at how much I don't need feel I need anybody. And Mm. that can be a little bit of a turn off. Uh, I don't know. I think there might be a little balance between the two. I'm not going to change. Like That that doesn't mean that I'm going to suddenly pretend that I need somebody. I'm going to continue to be like, I'm really fine. Yeah, I think Shailene Woodley once had this quote that I really liked where she was like, I look at my life like a piece of pie and you can come and you can add whipped cream or ice cream or anything you want, but you can't come take a bite. Oh, I love that. If that makes sense. <laughs> like you can't yeah. take away from my pie, but you can add to it to make it better. Yeah. And that's kind of how I like live my dating life. Like I'm pie. I'm good. I'm a blueberry crumble. Mm-hmm. You want to add some coconut vanilla ice cream, non-dairy? please do but you can't take a bite and it's good without the ice cream so I feel that Kira yeah for me I think I'm Kira and I are sort of in a similar boat where well actually sort of the same boat because I've also never yeah besties forever it's just me and Jackie for the rest of our lives I mean basically I mean I've never been in a serious relationship either and I'm 23 which is I wish I was as confident as Kira about like not because I, oh, I think nice I'm, I, I just get the sense that you're, I mean, 
I know that I'm not as comfortable with that fact and it's something that bothers me to this day and I am now at the point now that I'm in my almost I mean I guess I'm almost in my mid-20s people are asking me family. I know it's weird (laughs) oh god Um, but I have family that are that. that are asking me you know oh, do you have a boyfriend or just have yeah. are asking now more than ever more questions about my personal dating life. And I just, you know, well, all of my answers to all of these things are no, I'm not dating. No, I don't have a boyfriend. No, you know, I, I don't plan on getting married anytime soon. I don't know. I get all these questions mm-hmm. now. And it's something that I'm trying to be more okay with. I'm okay with it, but I'm not hundred percent comfortable with the fact that this is just like what it is right now and you know mm-hmm. it's multiple things like I don't think I have a ton of time anyway to be dating and I don't really right? seek yeah. out and I'm also not seeking out any sort yeah. of dating I'm not you know if I do go to a bar it's with you know one or two friends and I'm talking to them and I'm having a nice time and mm-hmm. I'm not yep. there to you know do a search and to do a scan of the room and I don't really go to those kinds of bars anyway where people are hitting on each other I went to a wine bar oh, Friday God. night so I'm not exactly going to you know the cool single Pick people's bars yeah mm. and you know it, it, that's just something that I'm still trying to get comfortable with because I don't think I'm totally there yet it is something that mm-hmm. makes me insecure and I do sort of wonder and sort of I don't want to, I don't know if I, I don't fear being alone, but you just think, well, what is, like, what are the next 10 years going to look like for me? You know, I don't know. I just Mm. have questions about, I'm very uncertain about how things will go. And I mean, part of it does, you know, sometimes you think like, well, is there something wrong with me with the fact that I've never been in a serious relationship? I totally have that too. And and people always try to sort of analyze why I never (laughs) have a boyfriend. And people, you know, I've been told that I'm unapproachable, not in a mean way, but just people think like, well, I I think people just don't go up to you because you're unapproachable and whatever that means. Mm. I don't know. What? I guess I try to give off the vibe. I try not to do the thing. I, I don't think I... Here's the thing. When I'm in a social setting, I don't think I, I'm, I'm very, oh, I guess I'm not trying to, when I'm in a social setting, I'm not there to find a boyfriend. So perhaps I don't give off the flirty vibe. And if I'm not giving off a flirty vibe, then I'm unapproachable. I don't know. It's Mm. just, I always get, like now more than ever, I get sort of all the questions and even my parents are Mm, asking about my you know non-existent relationships so it's something yeah. that is a uh it is a it is a journey to just yeah. be comfortable and secure and that doesn't happen quickly and that's okay but we're here yeah yeah we'll be okay but I mean those insecurities are so normal and I just don't like dating culture now no <laughs> oh I it's just... horrible me neither so horrible no, but Jackie, I completely relate to you on so many levels, like feeling like when your family is asking, oh, why don't you have a boyfriend? My brother mm-hmm. gets that question asked him all the time. He is 20 also, why years are you old. assuming it'd be a boyfriend? I'm just saying. Like, I identify as straight, but I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. It's a little like when people are like, what if I was like, well, I don't have a girlfriend, but. <laughs> what if? <laughs> just don't assume. Yeah. yeah, that half of my family is very Italian. So it's like, wait, what do you mean gay people? Like, they're still kind of like. <laughs> yeah, no one in my but... family would think that I. It would be, be pretty shocking. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I guess you're right. I am straight, but mm. why does it always yeah. have to be? Coming so, from three Any boys right. in your life? 
So I'm like, okay, no. no Excuse me, what if yeah. I were a lesbian? <laughs> yeah. Oh, rude. God, that would... <laughs> My Italian grandmother, she loves me, but I think she'd be shook to her core if she found out. Like, <laughs> oh, my grandma too. I'm not, but oh boy. Um, but yeah, like, there's people in my family that always ask that question, and I think it's a generational thing in the mm-hmm. sense that mm. some of the older generations, it's almost perceived as what's wrong with you where you don't have a boyfriend or a significant other. Whereas one thing that I'm really happy about our generation is I feel like people are increasingly understanding that you don't need to be in a relationship. And if you don't have Mm -hmm. a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, whatever, that doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. It's okay to be single. Um, So that's something I'm pretty happy about that people are coming around to. But it is really annoying at family events. People are like, oh, where's your girlfriend? Where's your boyfriend? It's just like, who cares? You don't need one to be complete. Um, my cousin right. got married in April, and at the time, I was dating somebody pretty seriously. And my grandma, who is – she's crazy. We love her. But um, she, like, pulls me down to her 411 level. <laughs> yeah, she pulls me down to her 411 level, and she goes, Jennifer, I just want to let you know that I'm waiting for you to get married to die. I was like, okay, that's a little bit of pressure. Oh my God. I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. I know you weren't. I know you weren't. Yeah, she's crazy like that. But my cousin, who's pretty much the same age as me, she has been dating a guy who's, he's a little bit older than us. He's, I think he's 28 or 29. Uh He looks like he's 40, but she's way closer (laughs) to getting engaged than I am. But she's crazy yeah she's crazy like that but it's a lot of pressure um and something else I related to that you said Jackie was when I was in high school I never dated anybody in high school and to be fair Mm -hmm. I only really liked one person I would say all throughout high school I like didn't really like anybody that went to high school like I was like yeah picking yeah. cool i was like that guy's cute but you know you, you i didn't like really have like we a all crush. had the same crush on about three people because that was about oh yeah a hundred <laughs> that was all we options yeah. yeah those were the options that was like yeah not stupid you know hasn't you know maybe yeah. shoplifted you know doesn't wear yeah, a chain or have a buzz cut or wear those stupid pants like all these things oh god so um, not my type yeah but I always felt all throughout high school, even though I didn't like that many people, all of our friends mm-hmm. were dating, and I always thought, what's wrong with me? Why doesn't anybody yeah. like me? And why do the people that do like me, like, why are they weird? <laughs> like, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, always thought there was something wrong with me, and then I got to college, and I just realized, like, the guys at college were more my type, and they were actually, like, interested in me, and it gave me a little bit of confidence to realize there was nothing wrong with me. I just, like, wasn't surrounded by, like, the people that were my type. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah, I think that's where my insecurity comes from, though, because, like, if I'm not dating now... From high school? Well, so it's a couple things. So, like, if I'm not dating now, I definitely was not dating anyone in high school. I That was very... Mm. There was no activity in that period. And I thought, well, yeah. you know, when I get to college, things will be different. And they really just weren't. So I think yeah. I also went to NYU. So I think people at NYU are like weird. 
uh, NY- NY- <laughs> dating at NYU is a bizarre place. So maybe it's NYU. <laughs> I'd like to think it was just that, right? But I think that's yeah. where my insecurity comes from because things didn't mm. change in college. And I thought, well, okay, like college yeah. is when that's supposed to happen. So I think that's where it stems that from because it really, you know, things weren't different in college. So if you're mm-hmm. already someone who's insecure about dating in high school and you didn't date in high school and then you go to college and you don't date in college really mm-hmm. you go on a date right and then that's it you know that's that's where, yeah that's where i how why i've sort of had to why i'm still trying to deal with that being like an mm-hmm. issue for yeah. me because things really just things didn't change in college and like that's okay but it's also hard it's not just something yeah. that you just get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really appreciate what you said, Jackie. Um, but I would like to make it clear that I have these low points all the time as well. Like, I have had the same thought where I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why is no one interested in me? Yeah. Um, I think it's hard to change that inner dialogue as well. Like, as much as we're discussing how we're kind of lack of a better term rebelling against the societal norms of what you're supposed to be doing in dating in your 20s um it's hard to not be affected by those uh storylines of what you should be doing Mm -hmm. so it is hard to pull yourself out of it's okay everything in my own time and I'll find the right person at the right time I do the same thing where I'm like if I'm still alone now am I going to be alone forever I don't have much interest in being married anytime soon like I just cannot fathom it but at some point I would like to be in a committed relationship with someone in the next like 10 20 years um and I would like to have that partnership for myself so it definitely is a tricky thing to navigate where you're like if is there something wrong with me that no one's pursuing me also I'm a little lazy I'm not gonna lie I I don't like dating apps I'm not actively searching for it also because it doesn't feel so necessary to me in my life so that's probably why I'm not actively searching for it but I have to acknowledge that I'm not just like turning down a ton of offers. Like, yeah. I'm not actively pursuing, and I don't think I'm being actively pursued. Um, I also, on the uh, unapproachable comment, Jackie, I have been told I come across intimidating. And I thought that was kind of surprising because to me, I'm typically quite, I feel shy around new people and people that I don't know. Mm. Um, so I'm like, interesting that that's being interpreted as intimidating yeah, that, and for me i'm like nervous and uncomfortable yeah i <laughs> um have never had never been i'm i don't consider myself an intimidating person i'm five three also right. so i'm not physically intimidating or i think i'm pretty nice so <laughs> i don't know i am neither of you are intimidating part of it i'm like shocked oh, that thanks, you guys have thanks. both gotten that comment because i don't find either of well, you unapproachable but you know that's us, crazy. though, you know? Yeah, that's true. I think both of you are very mature for your age, which is why I love being friends with you, because yeah. you give me, like, new oh, perspectives. <laughs> but both yeah. of you are like that, and I think maybe guys can be intimidated by that, because I don't think it's a secret that, generally speaking, mm. men are a little bit less mature than women. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe guys our age are intimidated by the fact that you come off so mature. Like I get mature vibes from you. Like Jackie, if I didn't oh, know better, thanks. I would think you were thirty. <laughs> like, I, I, I am no the mom of the that. group, so you are the mom. So true. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think that's probably a good point as well. Is like we probably give off vibes of like I'm not going to waste my time either, you know. Mm-hmm. So I only want to be in if I'm going to be in a relationship, it's going to be a important, fulfilling relationship. It's not going to be something yeah. like casual, at least for yeah. me. I feel the same. Because I just don't have time. Like I'm, I have so much. I'm really self-absorbed. I don't know what else to tell you. Like I have so much going on in my own life and so much that I have to do focusing on myself that I can't put that much energy into somebody else right now so I feel that yeah probably give off those vibes as well I think that's the same for me even though I haven't really dated much I'm past the point Mm -hmm. I'm like oh I'm past the point of casual dating and I didn't casually date ever but I don't think I'm I don't want to casually date I mean you know a date Mm -hmm. every once in a while is fine but I don't know just like I just don't it's so draining Mm -hmm. it takes so much out of you to go through all those steps of casually dating that I'm like I just want to fast forward to like the normal like we're just together stage I also but so, go ahead yeah no I just wanted to add I also I think part of it's kind of weird but I've been re-watching Gilmore Girls we mentioned this last week and I know Kira's been re-watching as mm-hmm. well and I just watch Gilmore Girls and I'm like how Rory just floats from boy to boy and I think I used to think that that's just how it would be Oh my gosh, like, I, right? I don't, so many shows are like, like, what do you mean I'm not Rory now. Gilmore? Right. And like, everyone's in love with Rory all the time. And I, I yeah. don't, I don't see dating this way now, but I watched Gilmore Girls. I started watching Gilmore Girls when I was maybe seven or eight. I, my television mm-hmm. was not monitored. I don't think it was like too mature, but definitely like some topics were a little bit went over my head, right? I don't fully yeah. understand everything. But so I watched that as a kid in middle school and into high school. So I really thought that that's how dating was going to be. And mm-hmm. I really thought that there was just, you just always date or always have a boyfriend because Rory and Lorelai are just sort of the same. So I just right. really thought I was going to be Rory Gilmore. Jess is going to come into exactly. East Chester High School yeah. and want to date and, me and just, because like, I'm the shy, yeah. unassuming girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't know how pretty I am. That's such yeah. a good point. I, exactly. I think... If we get into the discussion of media perception of dating in your in high school in your early 20s, like we'll be here forever because oh, yeah. the lies we've been fed, yeah. oh my God. It's but I really horrible for your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, I love Gilmore Girls, but that's a very fair point. I love Gilmore Girls, too, but excellent point that I really thought I was Rory Gilmore and I was going to go to Harvard, Yale, or Princeton yeah. and oh, only yeah. date someone that looks like Jess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's so. rough out here when you think you're going to be Rory and you're not. Uh. <laughs> right? True life. Yeah. Wow. I also think... I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience, but I have on multiple occasions, not so much recently because uh, this was more in college, but when people would ask what I was studying and I would say civil engineering, I have had multiple times people say, oh, that's too smart for me. (gasps) Are you kidding? No, like this has happened to me. Where are these sexist people and how do I go punch them? That's insane. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's so wild to me because I went to a school that is pretty heavy on engineering. So it was so not 
out of the norm for mm. a lot of my friends who were girls and who were pretty and cool and like went out to be engineers like that was so not abnormal that's great. so i think thankfully right. at lehigh it was like a, a norm for women to be engineers and also like be well-rounded yeah. in other ways so i'm literally shocked that you have been facing things like this especially up yeah, in boston I know. I think it turned me away for a little, like I found it frustrating because there was a period of time where it happened a lot when we would be out with friends and a lot of my friends are engineers and all my friends are awesome, beautiful. I'm not just saying this because they're my friends. Like I genuinely think all my friends are beautiful, super intelligent engineering ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would have this happen to us, at least it happened to me quite a few times. um, And it really turned my response was always like okay well then this isn't gonna work out goodbye because that's just like if you're intimidated by that like you're an idiot i don't know what to tell you throw some balls yeah i'm sure like yeah it's just disappointing that you need somebody who's not as intelligent as you or whatever i don't know disappointed in some of the men in this country it's ridiculous Um, sorry but so ridiculous Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's an outdated uh perspective that women are not are pretty but not smart or vice versa so i don't know why it was shocking to people i'm also like this is civil engineering i'm like you should go meet my friends over there who are chemical engineers because i have a lot of female chemical engineering mechanical engineers i'm not trying to say i'm not smart i'm just saying like i got a lot of badass friends studying a lot of badass things um hell yeah and they are so beautiful so Mm. i don't know why get on the train everybody because women are smart and pretty so yeah i think that was kind of something that turned me off a little bit in college to some dating i'd be too yeah it's tricky and i think online dating has really changed the dating world and dating Um, apps especially yeah i just think people don't have to go up to people as much in person because you can quickly get that yeah. online yeah. satisfaction, yeah. that instant gratification as well. Yeah, like I was talking to somebody recently about dating and the apps out here. And she was saying like, oh yeah, you know, you go on and you just get a few compliments and you're good. And I was like, oh, that's like not, <laughs> I don't that's do that. Healthy. I don't really care about the compliments. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need somebody to tell me I'm pretty. Like, I, that's not why I would... I like have to force myself to give it a try because I have friends who are often like, oh, like you should like, are you dating? You should be on the apps. Like give it a try. Just put yourself out there. And then it's just so not my personality and I so yeah. don't enjoy it. I feel the same I way. I find it really hard to put my, to do that because I just, it's not somewhere I want to invest my time. Like it's I want to meet somebody in person. Yeah, it's just not me. It doesn't fit my personality. Yeah. Um, but it's really hard to meet people in person nowadays. So it is the balance of like, oh, okay, I'll give it a try. And then you give it a try and you don't like it. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to meet somebody in person. And then you never meet anybody in person. And it's this vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think this was an interesting conversation and Like I said earlier, I do think the three of us have interesting perspectives on this topic because of our experiences and our slightly different experiences than maybe what is considered um, the norm. I'd love to continue this conversation and have uh, 
other variances of this conversation in another episode in the coming weeks. So I think we'll definitely bring this up again because it's uh, just super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Does anybody have any quick retakes before we wrap up this week's episode? I do. I actually have a really quick retake. Um, Last week, I said Megan Rapinoe uh, won the Ballon d'Or. She did not. Mm. She just won. I didn't even pick this up. Yeah, I just I realized that that I think I was making them the same thing. She won Best Women's FIFA Player, but it's not the same thing as the Ballon d'Oro. That's that hasn't even Mm. happened yet. Just I any any soccer fans that are listening, I know they're not the same thing. I. Yes, so she just won Best don't Women's worry, FIFA Player. Um, Amazing. There is go, Megan. Our yeah. girl. go, Megan. She, I don't know if she's, she's probably Rapino. nominated for Rapino. Yeah, Rapino. <laughs> so, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. I know it's not the same thing. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Jen, how about you? Yeah, I was going to say, I did a pretty bad job of doing my homework in the sense that I forgot to write down anything while listening to last week's pod episode, and I didn't get a chance to re-listen to it. So I don't have any retakes, although I'm sure there was something I could have thought of. But just I'm sure you were practically perfect. Oh, no worries. Stop. In every way. But, <laughs> yeah. I have um, one quick thing that I wanted to address that I talked about last mm-hmm. week, which was the guy on the train is not Robert Downey Jr., unfortunately. <laughs> now that I've gotten a better look at him, it is not him. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that I thought it was him and it's not. But it's fine. I'm moving on and I'm still keeping my eyes out for Ryan Reynolds. Mm. I cannot wait till more celeb sightings next week. Yes. Do <laughs> keep us updated. Um, I think my only retake was... I just kept saying the word important. I think I did it a lot this week too, but whatever. You can take a shot every time I say important because I say it a lot. So her take drinking game. Yeah. Her take drinking game. Take a shot every time Kira says important. Um, I'm going to work on it, come up with some new adjectives to incorporate into my. Well, important's not an adjective, but whatever. To incorporate into my. uh... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess you're right. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work on more adjectives to incorporate into my. uh... Vocabulary. Your vernacular, yeah. Vernacular, yeah. Vernacular. Vocabulary. Um, So that was my retake. Also, this is something we can't get into at an hour and a half into the pod, but (laughs) Jackie briefly mentioned Trump and religion in last week's episode, and it wasn't something I really uh, commented on during the episode, but I have a lot of thoughts and questions. Me too. And I just wanted to be like, whoa, Jackie. There's a lot to talk about there. A lot to unpack. unpack. So we got to discuss because, yeah. Mm -hmm. So those were my only retakes. Um, I think on that note, we are going to sign out for this week. We talked about a lot in this episode. So if you have any thoughts on these topics, please share with us. We're on Instagram at hertakepodcast and Twitter at hertakepod. And... We love getting messages from our friends about um, their thoughts and opinions and their takes on these topics. So we would just, we love to hear from you. And uh, this whole point of this pod is to have a conversation. So we're just starting it and we would love your input to expand on it. Um, So thank you for joining us this week. We hope you have a great start to your week. And we will see you next week, I'm sure. Lots of love.
Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.